Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kind of Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is how to take your love slow. Let's find out. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel. You're listening to Kind of Dating. I've got Aisha Holden. Hello. Hey. You look so good. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. <laughs> You're in this fit craze. Yeah. And I love it. Fit girl fall, y'all. It's real. And <laughs> yeah, fuck hot girl summer. <laughs> it's about fit girl fall. Let's do Your it. goals right now. Oh, thank you. You are. Um, <laughs> friends, if you like today's episode, please remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it and leave us a five. Just a five. Mm. Wait, what number is that? I think it's five. Yep. Yeah. Five star rating or review. We're also on social media. Follow us. We're at Kind of Dating across the board. I am complicated. So I am at Natasha Chandel official on Facebook, Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Aisha? Amazing. I am at Aisha Says Dance across all those social media networks. We have our friend back. Um, she was on episode nine TBT. or 13. One of one of the OG mm -hmm. episodes yeah. of our fucking 120 episodes of this podcast. Um, we have certified dating coach and host of one of my favorite dating podcasts, <laughs> Dates and mates. We got Demona Hoffman. Oh, thank you for having me back. Oh, it's been a minute. A minute. I'm so glad to be here. Oh my God, we love you. I love you too, girl. We're big fans. Mm. <laughs> You're making me blush. Um, you came on and you were talking about um, the fear of commitment episode. I think mm -hmm. that was the one that you came on. And uh, yeah. it was always fascinating. Phobia, if you will. Yes, it was right. about commitment phobia. <laughs> <laughs> which many I know, of us a lot have. of people are dealing with that right now. why we call the show Kind of Dating. Yeah. I know. Well, here to set some people straight <laughs> yeah. on different topics today. Yeah, so you, you've you also been, you write a bunch of articles. Like, tell us yes. more. Well, I just, um, about a year ago, I started writing for the Washington Post. So I have Amazing. a column there called Yay. Date Lab, where yes. I set people up on dates. I love it. And then I write about it. Um, I've been doing some content for the Match dating app. Like, now they you can get dating help within the app. Mm, that's oh. cool. So they have different features where you can talk to a dating coach. And then I also have some videos that I've recorded where you can get dating help that way. And then I've just been doing the dang thing at Dates and Mates. We just celebrated seven years, seven oh seasons of that God. show. Awesome. And still going strong. Actually, wow. last month was our biggest month ever. So I'm glad I can still be here helping people to find and keep love. Yeah, you have been killing the podcast game from back in the day. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. like a podcast dinosaur. And I keep going to these podcasting conferences. Yeah. I've, I've been to three in the last like month and a half. And then whenever I tell people I've been doing my podcast seven years, they look at me like, <laughs> like, like how? Right. How? No. I mean, but there's I, there's people who've been in the game way longer than me. So I bow down to those but not, people. But not but. that that many. Well, select few. Have, have select few. Really but. That? But yeah, I definitely was a pioneer in the space, especially right. in the dating and relationship yeah, space. Yeah, totally. But now I'm glad to, you know, welcome other successful yeah. shows like this one. Yeah, <laughs> we're all, but we're all like doing different sort of things. Like you are, you are a legit coach, right? Yeah, yeah. So our show, it's like headlines of the week: what's happening mm -hmm. in dating relationships, who's dating who, what apps do you need to know about, what study. We'll tell you something about your relationship. Yeah. And then we have interesting guests like you, Natasha. You've been on the show, I think, twice. Yeah. Got to have you back again soon. Please, anytime. And then we do Q&A. So I, as it. a certified dating coach, I get a lot of dating and relationship questions. Yep. And people need answers. So that's Girl, what I do I in get the last so many segment. questions and I'm like, yeah, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'll figure it out. Right. I'm always just like, I will give you my opinion with a disclaimer so you don't sue me. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, should uh, I be doing a disclaimer? <laughs> Hold on, wait. But you're, you're Let me write up a disclaimer right certified. now. You got the certification. <laughs> so we always ask every guest on the show, though I know, but you know, it's been a while since you've been here. Things could change. True. 
Single or in a relationship? Still in a relationship. Still very married. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, married How, to it's kids. Been a, it's been a long time. Fence the whole night. Uh, we have been married for 12 years. Amazing. I know. She almost like did a spit take. See, yeah, I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> what? whoa. <laughs> what? I know. Commitment phobia. Man. Beware. Um, no, but it's great. It's great. And that's actually what got me into this mm-hmm. whole business because I I used to be a casting director in television mm-hmm. and I'd help mm-hmm. actors with their headshots and how to tell their story visually. Yeah. And I was online dating at the same time and I figured out the correlation there mm. way, way, way back. And so after that, after I met my husband online, I didn't know he was going to be my husband at that right. point. We can talk about that. Yeah. Know, yeah. In a little bit. But <laughs> Uh, Once I met him, other people started coming to me saying, all right, what's your secret with this whole online dating thing? And back then, online dating was still a little bit weird. Sure. People did not, like most of my clients in the beginning, did not want to tell people that's how they met their significant other. Of course, yeah. So much has changed, right? So much has changed. But I've been doing it the whole time. So people started coming to me for dating profile polishes. Mm -hmm. And then I started writing them for their friends and their friends' friends. And then I realized, oh, I actually have a strategy yeah, and yeah. a knack here. I used to call myself a dating strategist, uh-huh. but people think that that's unromantic, I guess. And people are like, what is that? I, yeah. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah. Dating strategy. And I, and just I find don't think it's you- that unromantic, though, either, because like mm-hmm. I feel like anything in life, like we, we talk about it mm-hmm. a lot about dating has to be as important to you as like your job is, which means mm-hmm. you strategize how to get a job. Like you come up with a good resume, you prepare for an interview and then you have to keep the job. And so you have to work hard at it. And, and yet for this part of our life, we always just expect it to be like, Oh, it's just supposed to come to you. Right. Well, because we've been sold a bill of goods yeah. by rom-coms and fairy tales. Totally. And we think it should just naturally happen. And it's. I, I totally agree with you on that philosophy. I say date like it's your job. But that doesn't mean it has to be work. People always ask totally. me, is your relationship work? And I'm like, it's mm-hmm. not work. If you're with the right person, it should be It should be pretty yeah. seamless. And you should – it's the kind of work – it's like the work that I do. Like I want to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to help people and show, show up for them. And that's how you should feel – when you're with your partner, right. but it is a process of being mindful, being, being, uh, strategic. Mm-hmm. And like, I took on a new client this week and she was feeling like dating was overwhelming and frustrating for her. Mm-hmm. She's 34. She's seeing everybody getting married around yeah. her and having a baby. And she's like, why not me? And we sat down and I'm like, okay, here, here's the process. I do the same process with everyone. We do mindset. We do strategy. We do sourcing and screening. It's like I, I could take you through the whole process, but it's it's not romantic, but it's it works. And it's a system that I've done time and time again mm-hmm. so that I know dating is not outside of your control. It totally actually can't you you can get the outcome you want, whether it's a relationship or mm-hmm. marriage or just a fling or I don't know, triad. I'm not here to <laughs> yeah, judge. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you want, but it's all in the process and the way you go about it. And she's like, thank you. Like, I just feel like this is, I don't mind that it's not romantic because I just like that somebody has the answers and yeah. I don't have to feel like I'm doing this alone and I'm overwhelmed. Hey, friends. FabFitFun's fall box is on sale. It's a women's lifestyle subscription box filled with full-size premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and wellness products that are sent straight to your doorstep each season. They take the hassle out of shopping by doing it for you. Each box is customized to your specific interests. They deliver the seasonal must-haves you need. I didn't know what to expect when my box came, and I felt so special. It's like they knew me. I got fabulous hair and wellness products, a gourmet cheese board, and my favorite, which I legit needed, a new traveling yoga mat. I actually tried it the other day. It was divine. These boxes sell out fast, so make sure you get yours today. They retail for $49.99, but the items always have a value of over $200. Yeah, you heard that right. You're getting $200 worth of full-size items for just $49.99. But Kinda Dating listeners can get $10 off your first box by going to www.fabfitfun.com and use the coupon code DATING. That's 
fabfitfun.com and use the coupon code dating for $10 off your first box. Well, I think also like your your approach to it just probably helps people think about things that they haven't really thought about, mm-hmm. right? Ding, Which ding, is, ding. that's the thing. It's like, it's not that it's unromantic. You just didn't fucking think about it. Right, <laughs> right, right. Because, because like, we... I don't know why not thinking is considered (laughs) (laughs) well people will tell me oh i'm so frustrated with dating i've been i've been doing this for so many years and i'm on all of the apps and it never works out for me but then when when we step back and we look at the process well how much time are you putting into the apps how long did you stay on the apps? right how many dates did you you go swiping at yeah who are you swiping on and then what was your strategy like going into the dates and how many times did a first date turn into a second date or were you going on dates just completely exhausted and already thinking the outcome was not going to be good Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because then if you've been doing it that way you haven't really been dating you haven't been dating properly yeah yeah you know 100 so yeah it's just it's just putting a plan around what your goals are and also getting clear on your goals so many times i'll ask people well, what are you looking for? Who are you looking to meet? And right. they'll say, well, I'll know when I see him or her. <laughs> well, have you seen him or her yet? Yeah. Like, are they going to be wearing a sign? Like no. neon, neon fucking, it's like this, you know, when you go to the strip clubs, they're like, right, right here, I'm right here. Yeah, I've never seen one of those signs over <laughs> a human person. Uh, I just, I, I think chemistry has to develop over time and you have to get to know someone and really let it unfold. And when you have a really clear picture of that person that you want to meet and their values and how I have my clients do uh, a living vision. It's like a narrative that they write out. You would love this. (laughs) That they write out of their life in the future and what it will feel like to be with that person. Mm. Because you'll recognize the feeling. You might not recognize the packaging, Mm -hmm. but you'll recognize the feeling. Yep. Do you think people would like rely too heavily on that? It's like, okay, it has to check every single one of these boxes. And then is that like sort of the opposite problem where we're too much trying to get exactly what that is? Or do you think that's still okay? (laughs) No, that that is an element of Mm -hmm. it. The, I, I don't like the list and right. having this list of mm-hmm. 10, 15 must haves. Right. I have people really narrow it down. So I give you three must haves and one deal breaker mm. and that's it. That's it. And other than that, if they align with those core va- and, and the must haves can't be like, <laughs> he has to be six foot three. Right. He has to make, you know, half a million dollars a That's year like those aren't those aren't your must all have. those things <laughs> those are aren't your must kind of nice but I know they're nice but then we'll pick it apart no, sure, into yeah. what like yeah, why yeah, are you mm-hmm. saying that yeah. it's about you don't want to feel like you're taking care of somebody else financially mm-hmm. okay that's mm-hmm. something that's something i can work with but just putting a random yeah, number yeah, yeah. on it but i'll hear that all the yeah, time yeah totally and height is just not it's just not important Ugh, tell but, that to right. Uh oh, who's the highest? So, so somebody on this table. <laughs> hey, I've I've gotten better about it, and it's not like I won't right. date somebody. And that's Just, all all I ask for is yeah. progress. Yeah. How and have you been in the last what three years? Right. It used it used to be it used to be. Just it was six, absolutely not. And then now it's then it's like I'm like all right five ten, and. <laughs> and but I'll still be open if I like met somebody who's fucking kick ass. Like one of my exes is five eight. I'm like that's, <laughs> that's fine. Good. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. Yeah, and that was like I, it was a two and a half year relationship. So yeah. it's it's cool. Like that was like a. So I'm not saying I'm close. I just don't naturally sure. like when I go in a room. I'm always like, who's the tallest? <laughs> How far? <laughs> like that's look just up. where I go. Well, and there's your natural attraction. Yeah, yeah, but and it's not like a. I'll stop anybody from whatever. Right. There's natural attraction, and then there's what you should be with and sometimes our natural attractions don't always line up with what we really like the outcome that we want totally Mm. Mm -hmm. um (laughs) we're talking about slow love today but you got to explain what does that mean (laughs) well i can't take credit for the term slow love Mm -hmm. um that comes from uh people with much higher level degrees than I. But uh, a person that sort of popularized the term is Dr. Helen Fisher. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the, I guess, head sociologist at, 
at Match, or mm-hmm. it's mm. like I don't know what her title is, but uh, she writes a lot about about chemistry and compatibility and love and romance, and she's looked at the research and found that for relationships to have long term strength to and and to last for the long term, she finds that the longer that people take time getting to know each other and the more they pace mm-hmm. their interactions in the beginning, the more successful the relationship will end up being. And one thing that, since I have been in the online dating and dating app game for a minute, <laughs> one thing I really see changing, aside from like the entire way that now we meet people, <laughs> is the pacing. Mm-hmm. Because you have so many options available to you at the swipe of a finger. Right. You you have instant communication and people are moving forward to the first date and the second date and the third date much more quickly than in even 10, 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I'm often co- coaching my clients to be mindful about like how quickly are you letting this relationship progress are you allowing chemistry to build are you allowing yourself to build trust with Mm. this person so that you're revealing information when it is earned and not because you feel like well I'll just dump all my baggage on the doorstep now if they don't run away then maybe they're the one for me totally (laughs) there's an awesome um, New York Times article actually just came out in July and it says should we all take the slow road to love? And they quote um, Helen Fisher in it. And basically it says that studies show that millennials are dating less, having less sex and marrying much later than any generation before them. And a younger generation appears to be following in their footsteps. And going on in the article, um, there's a... Helen Fisher actually is saying like this isn't a bad thing like people always look at it like oh millennials are fucked up they're taking so much time but she's actually saying that um, according to her research it suggests that today's singles seek to learn as much as possible about a potential partner before they spend time energy and money on Mm. courtship as a result the path to romance has changed significantly whereas a first date used to represent the getting-to-know-you phase of a courtship, now going on an official date with someone comes later in the relationship. That's so true. And actually, um, Dr. Fisher works with Match on the Singles in America study every year, and this year's results also show that people are often having sex before the first before. date. Yeah. Oh, dear As, God. Yeah, it's like a sex interview. Yeah, yeah. that's what she, yeah, that's how she called it, the sex interview. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is, in, which is <clears throat> I don't believe that there's a, this is just me thing. I don't believe there's a formula to it. I don't think that, you know, some people will be like, only wait 90 days. I'm right. like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if that's relevant in this day and age anymore. That said, do I believe that there's you should get to know somebody? It's just a personal preference for people. But yeah. um, the that idea of like, when people have met me before all these sort of studies came out, I had sort of been incorporating this a long time ago, which is people have shit on me my whole life where they were like, oh, she doesn't want to get married. She doesn't want to have kids or whatever. And I've always said, no, it's not that. It's because I value that so much. Mm-hmm. I am very honest about what I know I can and can't take in something. So for me, it's like even kids, I've been like, it's not that I don't want, I love the idea of kids. I love children. I'm not an evil person who is like, my thing is I love kids so much Mm -hmm. that I know I want to only have them when I can give them a thousand percent. Because to me, I've seen so many people fuck around and then they fuck their kids up and then they fuck, then those kids fuck other people up. And I'm just like, meh, I I think most people shouldn't have kids, (laughs) but (laughs) I'm like, most people aren't ready to be having children, but they do it. And then Or in the same thing with marriage. I'm like, there were lots of people I could have gotten married to, but I trusted my gut, which was like, "Mm, something is off. And thank God, because I was always right about every one of them. And so before my friends used to shit on me, who are now going through the phase of divorces, having serious marital issues, and now coming to me being like, you did it right. (laughs) They were like, you should have waited. I'm not saying there's a right or wrong to anything. It's just that idea of 
I do think the younger generation is sort of catching up on the fact that it is forever. Yes. And you don't have to, like, you don't have to, you should know sort of what you're getting into. Oh, you brought up so many points. I'm like, yeah, I don't know where to begin with this (laughs) because, um, one, I agree with Dr. Fisher that it's not, it's not really a bad thing. And I've been happily married for 12 years, Mm -hmm. but one, I don't think marriage is for everyone. I definitely don't Uh, think kids are for everyone. And I think it's a good thing to take your time choosing that partner. And part of it lines up, like we have to also talk about this in concert with feminism and Mm. with women becoming more in control Mm -hmm. of their of their destiny of their livelihood because before you had to get married at like 22 23 because you couldn't get a job yeah you you know you couldn't become partner in the firm or or what have you you had to be reliant on a a man to to build the life that you wanted to have totally now you're building your own life Mm -hmm. so you are looking at it more as I don't want to speak for you, but having a partner that enhances your life Mm -hmm. and that isn't there to take away, but isn't there also to take care of you in, you know, in the financial sense. So I think we're seeing that trend. We have to acknowledge the the trend of of feminism and and women's move towards equality in the workplace. We're not there yet, but we're moving (laughs) that way. there's so much that you said beyond that. And I'm like, uh, my head is bubbling up like with all of these, these different directions that we could take this conversation. But, but that idea of like, are, do you think millennials are sort of, I do think I, I see the catch 22 in it. Mm -hmm. I see the, we take it, we take it slow. There are more steps like, um, most people, because they're on dating apps, are probably not dating one person at a time. Which is great. So your first month is usually month, month and a half, maybe two, depends, is usually you dating a bunch of people in the beginning and then you start weeding down and then you're like, oh, okay, it's this person. Then you're like kind of on your first and I guess the way Helen Fisher calls it, the first official date comes a bit later, even though you've technically gone out with them in the beginning. It's not just you and them exclusively till a certain point sometimes. I think that's a great thing. And just to we're talk back about in the feminism day. again. Yeah, yeah. We're right. back in the day. I mean, I remember being a kid and like my first boyfriend was 16 and he asked me out and he became my boyfriend. And then, yeah, then you're yeah, automatically right. a couple. And you're, you're like, like oh, oh, now I got to be with this guy. Right. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh. Choice. But okay. if, you, if you go back to... Really, even the time that you were a kid, or probably a little bit earlier, but prior generations, they had such a small dating pool. Mm-hmm. Like if you oh, look at yeah. right. if you we look at like our parents' generation with, yeah. or the generation before, you met and married somebody that was in your local community. Right. They were within like five miles of your house. You knew them through church. You knew them through school. You knew them from a friend. Your mom introduced you. Right. And that was it. You only had a dating pool of people that you came across. Mm-hmm. Now your dating pool has expanded to anyone potentially Literally. in the entire world. Right. So that's created uh, opportunity mm-hmm. to find someone who's a great match, but it's also created some challenges in which, as you were saying earlier, Aisha, people are looking for right. the ideal fit. Well, mm-hmm. now I can find the perfect person, so they need to check 17 boxes mm-hmm. instead of just three. Right. And also now people are, uh, they're distracted because they are dating so many different people. Mm-hmm. I think we will eventually have a correction mm. here. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I believe, and I'm starting that, to see yeah. it already. Where there's just an overload to dating apps. I think dating apps are wonderful. It's a really powerful tool right. when used correctly. Right. When used incorrectly, it can be, it can be really actually damaging. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it can eat up a lot of your time. <laughs> I've got. I mean, I I don't have apps on my phone anymore, and that was just a personal. And I've always felt like my brother met his wife on an app. Like, I, I love the idea of him. Yeah. I tell everybody, I'm like, you should go on that. You also just sort of have to know your personality. And for me, yeah. I'm not that great with strangers right away. Like, I don't know how to make small talk. It's just never been my thing. Yeah. And all my relationships I kind of met in life, like, just doing my thing. And so 
that's just sort of how like I kind of went off of them by being honest with myself about that. But yeah. I think like even when I was on them, I was picky about who I was sort of swiping on. So I never had, I've never, knock on wood, never had a dick pic. Yes. You know, I've like never had anybody send me right. anything <laughs> like that because I, I don't know, maybe I was just sort of using a bit more of my judgment of like what kind of person am I swiping on. Um, but I think that like the dating app culture you must hear is all the time. It's like everybody's so overwhelmed by it mm -hmm. that right. I feel like there's going to come a time where we're all just doing IRL a little bit more. Yeah. And I always have said uh, dating apps are the most powerful tool in your toolbox, mm -hmm. in your dating toolbox. Now it shouldn't be the only tool that right. you use yes. though. So I help clients develop IRL flirting skills. I help people That's so necessary. work on <laughs> eye contact so that they can even make a connection yeah. in the mm. real world because now we're so stuck in our phones. Right. Like I had a client that was telling me, oh, I'll go to a mixer and then I'll see the same guys at the mixer that I saw on the, on the dating app. Mm -hmm. And it's like now you're looking for that person on the app when you could have just talked to them face-to-face -face in that moment. Right. So we're missing some of those opportunities, and that's something that I encourage people to do as well. And then to also use your network, because now we, we, we're we like, oh, I'm grown. I have my app. I don't need, I don't need <laughs> your, your suggestion, mom or friend or person at, at yeah. church. Now I can do my own setups, and we've lost – We've lost that art of of being able to ask for setups, but to ask in the right way. Mm -hmm. Because if you're just like, hey, do you know anybody who's single? You're going to get right. anybody who's single. Right. <laughs> right? That's a good point. But if you say these top three must-haves mm -hmm. or uh, in one deal breaker, if you say that as part of your elevator pitch for right. this is my ideal mate, then you're programming people to say, oh, when I come across somebody that seems like that, even if I don't know them in this minute, exactly. or when I think of that person, then I will be sort of programmed to to recommend them mm -hmm. for you. So that's it's sort of like a that's the trifecta yeah, of yeah. ways to to change your dating pool. I do see a lot in studies show there's a lot more people dating at work. I still do not think that's a good idea. Still. Yeah. I still don't think <laughs> yeah. that's a good Never. idea. It's convenient stating. Because okay. you're sure. like, well, I'm already here and I already know them. But it's messy. And yeah. like, you know, mm -hmm. we girls, we're trying we're trying to come up in this I world. Know. I, I couldn't it's do compl it. It complicates things. But like our things. friend, our, our Aisha and I's <laughs> mutual friend does this or has like done this in the past. <laughs> Like, yeah, I think she's like, I need a new everybody. job. That means she needs a new man. <laughs> and then and then it just is awkward because yeah. then they, you know, if mm -hmm. it didn't work out, then one is dating somebody else. And then there's like tension and anger between them. And then yeah. one rises and now one is like potentially her boss or what. And you're yeah. like, oh, my God. And like, now it's high school again. And right. then it just feels like shit, you know. Yeah. And I don't know. I could, I'm, I'm not. I usually am like a I don't shit where I eat sort of thing. But. <laughs> Yeah, I'll date him once I'm off a job. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, if you're going to do it, you need to be transparent about it. Mm -hmm. Like transparent yeah. with your company, with the oh, people that you work with. It's it, may, it might feel fun to have this little yeah. secret that's like only yeah. the select few know. Right. And you're like gazing at each other across the <laughs> the boardroom table. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's more likely to blow up in your face. Than, mm -hmm. than not. Mm -hmm. So um, I just say proceed with caution there in the totally. workplace. But but I've given you three other excellent ways to meet people. True. Yeah. So you should try one of those. Go to church. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, for well, that that's advice for a guy. So the other thing I have people do is figure out, once we figure out your ideal mate, right. then we do a strategy plan. Okay, where mm -hmm. would this person be? Or who yeah. would know someone like this person? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we figure out if you are a man, I coach men as well as women. If mm -hmm. you're a man looking for a Christian woman, right. you best go to church because yep. you're you're going to be, it's like six to one odds. Yeah, That's where one so of my true. best friends in New York met his wife because yeah. he's a born again Christian mm -hmm. and he wanted a girl that was super into that with him and Perfect. met her. <laughs> they met at church, but they actually 
like bumped into each other at Trader Joe's, and that's where oh, it, great meaning this place. sparked. Oh yeah, the grocery store. Yeah, I love me some Trader uh, Joe's. I read a study. But about I always that. just feel yeah. like I look like complete shit when Girl. I walk into a grocery store. And I'm like, don't talk to I me. Go. There was Especially a cute Trader guy Joe's because parking is impossible. Yeah, there was a really cute guy once who saw me there, and it was the one day I had just nothing on my. Fa- I was like, oh, and he's talking to me, and I was like, don't talk to me. If you know you're it's going like, to Trader Joe's or Whole Foods. It's got to be an event. <laughs> no, no, no. Because don't you want to be with a guy that sees no, you right. in your yeah, beautiful yeah, yeah, state and loves you no matter I don't, what? I don't wear a ton of makeup now for that. I, I almost ne- I wear quiet. very minimal makeup in general on a date because of that reason. Because yeah. I'm like, Same. you better get used to this phase. <laughs> you and then the you'll extra. get excited when it's done up. Or it's like, like in Marvin Lewis, Mrs. To, Maisel. Yeah. Yeah, and she like yeah. went to sleep <laughs> exactly. with her whole face that on and her hair done. Like, I ain't got time for that. But I'm talking like, when I go to Trader Joe's is like my PJs, my hair and like whatever. Like I've that. just I'm like, oh, my God, I just need milk. And so I like <laughs> run there and then I see the cute guy. I'm like, fuck me. Right. Statistically speaking, there was a study that, that actually that matched it about it. Um, I do read other studies, <laughs> <laughs> but um, meeting someone in the grocery store is actually pretty low on yeah. the the traditional right modes of meeting in today's world because every guy so I worry. have seen there I'm like they they're they're like the dilfs but they got they're they're dilfs they got babies and right. I'm like oh, god damn it yeah don't go for <laughs> like, those all right well don't obviously for those. <laughs> though I did post the other day I was like my like I was like all I want is a guy who would make oh yeah the dilfs of Disneyland Instagram <laughs> that's the kind of guy I want to be with <laughs> he's out there asking a lot he's out there want you to look hot holding a baby Bjorn like <laughs> the funny thing is that like almost any guy looks hot holding a baby Bjorn yeah. right yeah cause the that's Mona, sexy you and I have seen different guys <laughs> <laughs> I just as I'm long as he's like caring mm-hmm. I hate it when I see somebody with a baby strapped onto them that doesn't even <laughs> act like, yeah. like they they don't they have no awareness <laughs> yeah. that they're wearing a baby and I'm like oh my god the baby's gonna fall yeah totally <laughs> that is not sexy but if he's like caring for the baby yeah you know, that, is, that baby, is yeah that's that hot mm-hmm. that, that is very hot but don't go for it right yeah. yes <laughs> that's a definite no. that is a I know I would but never. I'm also hearing that a lot more too yeah. like people because with dating apps people come on with different Backstories. Mm. When I started in writing dating profiles, everybody that was pretty much there for dating, and you paid money. So yeah. you, you know, one, you're using your your credit card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your wife will see it if you're paying for right. match. But two, you were you you now can just there's such a low barrier for entry. You could just mm-hmm. start. You could just start a profile like anybody can be online in five minutes. You didn't have to do a whole questionnaire or compatibility yeah. test. And now you get the whole range. So I hear from a lot of clients that they're finding more people who are already married that don't disclose mm. it until oh, later. Oh, totally. On purposely not. Yeah, how do totally. we fix that? Totally. My girlfriend yeah, went out thing. with somebody and then she's like, I think he's married. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, check check that one out. That's another thing you said that struck a chord with me. You said you're, you were talking about your intuition and your gut mm. telling mm-hmm. you, mm, this is not right. And that's another thing that I'm really trying to help people harness is their own intuition in Mm -hmm. dating because we hear it and we ignore it all the time all the time and I I mean I'll I'll get a client that will say well I'm looking for this this and this like I just had a client this year that she was Christian she was like must have a strong relationship with God must be able to go to church with me Mm -hmm. and like literally the first guy she met second guy she met does not go to church but she's like but the sex is great Mm -hmm. and I'm really into this She's still been dating him now for about six months, and I'm like, "That's something I was I was going to ask you that I'm going to ask you it again at the compatibility question uh, episode we do because Mm -hmm. I was going to be like, "Well, why do people stay in those?" And I always call them out. I'm like, "The sex had to be great. That's the only (laughs) reason you're dealing with some shit that that doesn't match for your life." Because of that. Can we go back to the sex for a second? Yes. Sex is so (laughs) important. All roads lead back to sex. (laughs) And, you know, Dr. Fisher was saying sex, there's like the sex interview. My personal feeling Mm -hmm. is that when you have a connection with someone and when you match up with them on other levels, the sex can be improved. It's better. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Like, having been married for 12 years, I can tell you, like, yeah, we're we're more. My husband is like, n- hopefully never gonna listen to this episode because he gets <laughs> oh, so embarrassed when I'm I talk sure. about it. But 
we're more adventurous. We're, I'm more able to say like, oh, I'd like to try this sure. that I would never say with a yeah. new partner. Yeah, yeah. And the connection grows over time. Yeah, 100%. And it, I don't I don't think it's a great idea for people to be doing the sex interview and if they have like one sort of awkward sex encounter with someone, even if everything else lines up, they It'll say, kill eh. everything else. But yeah. I just on the Dates and Mates podcast, I just had a sex episode and my guest disagreed with me and she was like, mm. I don't know, if if like the sex is terrible the first time, it's probably not worth it. Well, I would also say like think? I think yeah. having I think having a rule that you meet somebody and the first thing you do is have sex with them is probably like you're not even using any basic critical judgment of yeah. like are they even half a human that you you would want right. to have sex with like i think that the times it does work or the ones that i've heard are people who have really genuinely felt a strong connection and yeah. they ended up going back and like hooking up that night and mm -hmm. then those people potentially stayed in a relationship i'm like god bless you like yeah. I haven't usually been able to do that, but the numbers that's because, don't support it. Yeah, no, but you know, do you? It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my thing is like, I try to, and I hundred percent support. It gets better when you yep. are build a connection with somebody, because like, notorious for being a former flexer, where you know guys were just flexes to me. Like I just had a certain person on a Rolodex and your only purpose was let's just hook up, you know? Yeah. And and I did that for a, for a long time before I was ready to date seriously. And finally the the shift happened when I find when I like one day was like lying there with him and I was like we had just had sex and I was like all right. Fake looked at like no watch on my wrist <laughs> and I was like um I got to go. And it was 11. And he's like, Where why don't you stay? Right. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm just going to go. <laughs> and then I like went and I just realized like, oh, my God, that didn't even, that, you know, there's a point that even like flexing or hooking up, it feels exciting. You're like, oh, it's just sex. Like, it's fun. And then it's like, eh, it's just not even fun anymore because I yeah. don't feel a connection. Right. So I'm like, what was the point? Like, yeah, sure. You've you. You're a nice guy. We hang out. We don't whatever. But like, I don't, else. I don't know. Mm -hmm. yeah, and, and so you can do that for a time, right? And then when I finally, when I transitioned out and then got, when I was like, oh, shift of mind, like or mind, mindset shift. And then ended up with my ex. Um, when I was in love with somebody after a long time, the sex was just so much better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I like went out and, and all my friends, like after we broke up, were like, oh, my God, don't go back to old Tash. And I was like, no, man, I'm <laughs> fucked now because like now I know it's better. Difference, yeah. And so now I'm like, Ugh, fine. But you have to go through it. And I'll just to wait for a connection. <laughs> right. I guess I'll do that slow love, girl. To like slow you. Love. You got to do that slow love. But people ask me all the time. When should you introduce sex? And I'm with you, like, 90 days, that's a little bit much. That's what Steve Harvey says. That's like, yeah. 90 days? Right. I'm like, what generation is that? I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't put a number on yeah. it, but I, I say, unless you're just looking for physical right, connection exactly. and you're in the phase that you were in, if you are looking to build a relationship, yep. I say you shouldn't have sex before you can talk about like the consequences and the outcomes of sex. Because mm -hmm. mm. so many times people are like, well, I could never talk to them about their STI status. And it's like, well, then why are you having sex with them? Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, there's things going around oh, here. Right. There's things going around. So much. And not all of them can you just take a pill and yeah. move on. Most things. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But I, there's this, there's such, it's, uh, well, I, Actually, STIs are down in younger generations, probably because they're not having as much sex as you yeah, said yeah. earlier. But in older generations, they're, going they're way up. up. They're crazy. way up because yeah. they were it stopped having sex and they discovered dating apps and they're like, right. oh, all of a sudden, yeah. But you you really have to be able to talk about what are the consequences, like what do you like, make it pleasurable for yourself. And yeah. if you're not, if you don't feel like you can have that conversation, you're not comfortable mm -hmm. enough on that level with that person yet, it's probably too soon. So mm -hmm. I find for most of my clients, it's somewhere between a month and three months, but usually three months is a little bit much. And less than a month, I have had clients that have had sex earlier than that and it's worked out fine. Mm -hmm. But 
you just don't get that time back. That time yeah, that you're yeah. building exactly. the chemistry and the connection and re- you know revealing things about yourself. So why rush through it? It's yeah. it's like once you've once you've ridden the roller coaster, like, yeah. you got to go back, get yeah. back in line. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mine is usually, I think on average it's been about like a month and a half. I think that's yeah. a that's like great my timeline. usual where around a month I've like weeded out anybody else. I'm like, oh, I don't want to date anybody. This is the one person I'm like focused on. Right. And then once that's like built, it's usually like month and a half. Two is like a late, mm-hmm. yeah. but that's around right. Like when you just yeah. can't take it anymore. And I also yeah. like, yeah, that's exactly it. It's when I'm like, okay, now I like, yeah, want to see. And you've had some. Some deeper Yeah, deeper conversations. conversations. I like you as a person. Mm-hmm. I want to know more. And now I'm like, this is the sort of the phase. But right. it's yeah. also assuming that all of the dates aren't, you're not seeing each other seven days a week in, yeah, yeah. in week oh, one. Yeah. So like a lot of times people will come to me and say, I had a really great first date. We were together for seven hours. <laughs> and then he said he wanted to see me the next day. And then I have a date with him for Wednesday. And we're going to go, we're going to go away on a trip next Oof. weekend. <laughs> And they're like, and it's going great. And I'm like, it's not going great. No, it's not going great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to pace the relationship because it can be it can be too much too yeah. soon. And I know, I t- believe me, I know what it's like to feel excited that chemistry. Yeah, you, we'll talk about it more in the compatibility episode. Mm-hmm. Right. I know what that's like to feel that excitement, like you said. But imagine how much stronger that feels if you can let absence make the heart grow fonder Mm -hmm. and you can space out the interaction. So, you know, the first few weeks I have my clients go on one to two dates a week. Mm -hmm. You also don't want to just be so available. Totally. I'm always like, how do you people have so much time? I know. Girl, because you're you're doing things. (laughs) I'm like, God, if I could get like one evening, I'd like love it. But sometimes there's this element of desperation and I know yeah. some people listening to this podcast are probably going to cringe when I say that they're like I'm not desperate mm-hmm. but, but if you and if you already know you have an anxious attachment style and you tend to glom on to someone right away mm-hmm. you've got to work against that mm-hmm. in the next connection if you are feeling the butterflies and immediately you're like I have to see them every day it's actually not healthy it's Thank indicative you. of an unhealthy right. a, way of attachment yeah. it's probably re- related to something that happened in your yeah. childhood or the way you interact with your parents it's not your fault but the first step is to acknowledge this is what happens this is the pattern that I go through mm-hmm. every time and I have to do something different to be able to change the pattern I know I had I had an avoidant attachment style mm. before I met my husband like I would give Which somebody like what? three months and mm. then I'd be like not nah, like I was really quick to push someone away. Or it got mm-hmm. too deep. Yeah, um, or just, you know, I would just find something wrong with everyone. Oh, sure, yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. But also before, but really yeah. before it got too deep, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I had to work against that. And I actually, I had a dating plan. I called Operation Date Nice Guys. I literally, that's what I called it, Operation DNG. Uh-huh. Because I knew what my pattern was. I was attracting Men that were going to treat me poorly, that right. were not really available, that were not interested in, this, in a long-term relationship or the same things mm-hmm. that I wanted. And I was doing that again and again and again. And they obviously didn't tre- – they were not nice guys. Mm-hmm. They didn't treat me well. Maybe they're nice guys to someone else, but they weren't nice guys to me. Yeah. So I had <laughs> totally. to change my attractors and and I had to let – the connection build over time. Like it wasn't whiz bang when I met my husband the first time. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. he's cute. You know, we kissed a little bit and I was like, okay. And I have my clients follow this three date rule. Like if by the end of the first date, you're curious enough about the person to want to spend another hour, hour and a half with them, go on a second date. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not like, this is over the moon and we're going to get married. Yeah. It, actually, yeah. if you're thinking that, it's probably too fast. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Second date, same thing. If you're still curious about this person and it's building, go out with them again. Mm-hmm. If by the third date you don't feel you don't feel a, conne- a connection developing, you don't feel like you could see yourself sleeping this, with this person or making out with this person, then it's probably not the right fit. But mm-hmm. then you've given it enough time. Yeah. Now, of course, if they... I just did that. You did that? I was just telling yeah. them I, I just did a oh, you three, did three date and I'm finally like... 
no, I'm Done. just not feeling it. But you it. know, like but now also you know. Super nice guy. I was right. like the nicest dude, and I was like, well, no, that's why I should try. And, yeah. and I tried, and I was like, I'm just not feeling. But you know, you okay. gave it. You gave it enough time to figure totally. that out. And if you had dismissed him on date one, you might have still been wondering, yeah, what would have happened if I had gone 100%. on a couple more dates? Yeah, totally. So we gotta slow it down. Um, why do you think people have such a hard time like pacing things? Because I have so many of the same friends who are the ones who go from like zero to a thousand mm -hmm. so fast. Where it is that? They're having six, seven hour conversations, multiple dates a week. And then, you know, why yeah, do you think that is fast. like, and I'm sure we've all done it. I, I'm sure I've done it when I was younger. Well, sure. I'll go back to the D word. Um, this desperation dicks. of feeling like yeah. dick. The dick is dick. really dicks. powerful. No. <laughs> Well, one, the dick is powerful, and that's a biological conditioning. Yeah. Like conditioning, we are wired to want to mate with people. That's yeah. true. And here we are, all trying to be like, I don't. That doesn't apply to me. I oh, can no, have sex I... like a man. I don't get attached. Uh, no. It's we're fighting biology. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it it is your biology to want to connect very quickly. But we have all these other societal factors that we have to take into consideration now. Yeah. But there is this feeling, and I'll just break down why I use the word desperation, this feeling like if if I don't catch this one right now, he'll be on to the next swipe mm -hmm. and he'll be gone. Yes. And it's actually the opposite of what's going on. If you are making a connection and you're letting him continue to think about you after for, for days after and want to see you again and work a little bit for the next day and you're working for his attention, you're going to feel like it's it's going to build in a different way. Mm -hmm. If you're so available all the time, yeah, and you're just just diarrhea of the mouth, like everything about your life, mm -hmm. what's left to discover? Where's the right. magic? Where's the mystery? Mm -hmm. That's not romantic. Yeah, that's like that's just uh, that's a recipe for disaster. And you know, if if the man is the same way, two anxiously attached people. Oh dear. Yeah. You, yeah, you're you're really not setting yourself up for relationship success. Totally. Yeah, and I always I always think that like people feel first and think later. Yes. When we should be thinking first and feeling later, and and I learned that by doing that when I was younger, where I was just like, oh my god, the chemistry, right? Yeah. It feels mm -hmm. so good. Oh, I just want to be around this person. That's so much spark, so much whatever. And then you so you're totally overlooking things you the values the, the the red flags everything and then it you think about it once all of those hormones settle and then you're like oh wait a minute what the fuck did what I just get I, into yes. yeah. like holy shit you know and so I feel like guys and girls I think guys are way more feelers than girls are because guys in the beginning just fucking word vomit their life out to you they're mm -hmm. just like oh my god you're so pretty you know fuck our kids would be gorgeous and, like, they don't even realize what they're saying to the girl. The, the and now it sparks a feeling yeah. in her because uh -huh. she's yeah. now like, oh, my God, she's going back to her girlfriends. Like, yeah. He said he wants to have my babies. And he's, like, completely forgotten he's ever said right. that. Mm -hmm. Yes, and then she comes off as a psycho who, like, later you, you said know, you wanted to have my yeah. baby. What's wrong with you? We're ending it after a week, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. to me, I always. You must get this all the time from people who message you, but we get a lot of messages and. And the ones I always get are, like, people who are, like, so upset that somebody broke up with them after out, a week. Yeah. Or before a date happened, they ghosted them. And I'm just like, mm. why are you so upset? What are you rushing for? Like, yeah. it's not the end. Like, it's cool. You found out. Move, move on. Like, or if, well, yeah, they or like say, what they expected after just, like, mm -hmm. one week of being with somebody. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about expectations for a minute. Yep. And I, I always tell my listeners rejection is your protection mm. so if somebody oh. if you feel like they rejected you instead of internalizing that i i say just say thank you because mm -hmm. it just meant that there's deferred drama down yeah. the road that you didn't have to deal with mm -hmm. I love that. um but to go back to that uh, that communication like mm -hmm. predate and when my clients don't get ghosted they don't get ghosted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I look at my strategy and like, why, why is this different for my clients? I actually have them 
become a real person, get off of the app once before the date. I, I encourage my clients to do a phone call. And okay. I know that makes me sound like an ancient... Aisha and I are not for I know. phone calls. Well, we just hate phone calls. Nini. We do. But... but, <laughs> but <laughs> It makes you a real person sure. and mm-hmm. it gives you another piece of information about the person. And I'm not saying like stay up until two in the morning. Yeah, like, talk yeah. to it's like a very quick, like, let me hear their voice. Let me t- let me get a sense of my intuition about this person, which you cannot tell. Mm. You cannot tell no, you from texting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can when you hear their voice, your intuition will kick in. And if yeah. they can't talk about something that they said in their profile or that they texted you mm-hmm. or it, it doesn't, if something seems off there, don't go through with the date. Yeah, It'll save you a lot of drama pre-date if mm-hmm. you do this. It's a screening call. It's not, and it's scheduled. It's not just like, hey, give me a call sometime. Yeah, It's like, oh, I'd love to chat with you before the date. Give me a cool. call tomorrow. Um, yeah. I'll be home between seven and nine. Mm-hmm. You give them a window. That's another test. Yeah, yeah. Did they call oh, you when you they said they were going you. to? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or you say, oh, I'm going to call you. And if they don't pick right. up, right. bye. Mm-hmm. So that's an, that's another way that you can be screening mm-hmm. and filtering out before you get to the date. But too, too many people go all 100% digital and they're all texting back and forth for weeks and yeah. weeks. Yeah, that's insane. And you create this idea of someone in your head right. that may or may not exist. And then when you meet that person, no matter how great they are, they're competing against yep. the perception of them that you have in your mind and even like i met my husband after a week and we didn't even email that much but for some reason i looked at his photo and i just thought i thought he's gonna be different (laughs) he looked a little bit like a bad boy in his photo Uh, i'll be honest and then he walked in and i was like oh he looks too nice right I should introduce him to someone. I literally thought that. Like, he's too nice. And I'm like, no, no, snap out of it, Demona. You're doing Operation Date Nice Guys. This is what you should be looking for. And it took time for for Mm -hmm. that connection to develop. But if you... If you don't set up the expect, don't don't make them work against your expectation mm-hmm. yeah. before they even get there. My only thing is that in my experience with phone calls before the first date, which is usually I also don't like texting back and forth forever. I'm just like a couple days. If it's a brand new person, I'm like, all right, then let's just set something up in like the yeah. first week of texting or whatever, you know, like three, four days in like, let's just meet. But it's probably because I don't I, I you don't do I well very rarely swipe on somebody on an app so oh, okay. okay so i've already chose like i, I already know that there's a strong filter that they're probably not going to be like crazy or something but i just find that in phone calls when i have done it and i've done in the last three people i, I dated just tried to date and they were like let's do a phone call and they were completely different in the phone call and then person they were completely different. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who's that person? I was like, I like the person on the phone. Can you come back? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like it to me, it was like a weird. And then it That's was like, rare. oh, well, maybe I mean, they're nervous or whatever. Yeah. Or the other thing is guys, and this comes back to the slow love thing, were asking all the questions that I felt you should just be asking on the date. And that's where you take control of the situation yeah. and you say, I would love to tell you that in person. Yeah, and that's which when is what I did. But then I was just like, there were some questions, out. like one guy before date one was like, do you want kids? And I'm, and he's like, I was just like, huh? Right. And that's, and my answer to that is much deeper. And, and even like we, I remember we met at a bar. Our friends were like, oh, you two, he really likes you, whatever. I was like, not totally sure. Mind you, six foot nine. <laughs> Way past my cutoff. <laughs> Oh, you Actually have a scared upper me. limit too. Yeah, right. That's, that's okay. scary. You know how short I am. So to me, I was like, this is physical potential, physical right. death. Like, you might kill me. And so, like, I'll be stabbed. Being stabbed. I don't know. It's what I felt like. It was my fear. Um, and so, so that night he called me at like 2 a.m. Okay. And I was like, hey, oh, so I was yeah. literally You're like, telling hey, a whole let's different not do story this. here. No, no, I know that. But I'm just saying, right. like, he. It, but he, he was having serious talk at 2 a.m. where he was like, I don't understand. Why are you totally single? Different. What's yeah. happening? Blah, blah, blah. And then so then by the time like a date came, I was like, oh, I felt like all those things we should have just waited and like asked. But in see, person. you filtered. 
Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, in, I in reality, he him. filtered himself from he, the yes. beginning. Yeah. But this comes back to the slow love thing because I did point that out to him. I was like, hey, look, I think we're also in like different stages of our life in that for you, you want to jump in really, really fast and like go, 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 go. And I'm just not like that. Mm -hmm. I just like to pace stuff because I feel like there's so much of life and it's like a journey and an adventure and I don't want to find out every single thing about you right away. And I don't want you to find out every single thing about me right away. But I want it to be that every time we're together, there's new things being discovered. And that's to me exciting. Like, but not... And he was like, no. And so let's he, do but this he, right he now. was like, let's do it now. Then he learned. And then later he was like, you were right. Like, I, blah, and blah, you blah, know blah, what? blah. He is going to meet some girl, if yeah. he hasn't already, that is super on Loves board. That. And yeah. they're going to have a baby in five minutes. Right. And his life is. Our girlfriend, our mutual girlfriend, was like, when I told her that story, she loves jumping in. She was like, I wish somebody would do that with me. And I was like, you two should have dated. Like, here's his number. (laughs) Call him at 2 (laughs) a.m. Right. He'll tell you everything. That's so funny. Um, But yeah, I definitely think that, like, pacing is difficult when when it comes out of insecurity, for sure. Where so many people... And some people don't realize that. Like, I guarantee you there are some folks listening right now that it just hasn't occurred to them mm-hmm. that that's why they have that pattern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you really go deep, not to get too deep on the kind of dating podcast. Oh, we but no, no, we get yeah. deep. We get deep. <laughs> but if you really go deep and you say, okay, what is my dating pattern? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why? And when did I first feel like this? Mm-hmm. You're, you're, going to, you're going to be able to start to rewrite that story for yourself and just because something has been true for you in the past doesn't mean it has to be true for you in the future all the time people write into the dates and mates podcast and they're like i feel like no guys want to date women my age or Mm -hmm. there aren't any good guys in my city and like los angeles (sighs) is just just the worst place to date yeah i hear it you know, oh, the we hear it every yeah, time. I hear it in Los Angeles. I hear it in New York. I hear it in Atlanta, Chicago, go. San Francisco. I hear it everywhere. Yeah. And totally. the sooner you realize that if there's other people in your city who have met a match, mm-hmm. that the problem is either your dating. It's not you specifically, but it's the way you're dating. It's your mindset. Totally, it's yeah. your approach. And that if you are open to changing it and to really focusing on it for a period of time, people will tell me, well, I tried this dating app or I did this differently. And then it'll be like, mm-hmm. you did it for two weeks. You tried it like once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, for like, I like my program is three months. Mm-hmm. I have people commit for three months to date differently. I guarantee you, no one who has done my program is dating the same way yeah. they did before. If they dove in and really committed to changing their dating plan. Yeah. So you got to identify that dating plan first and then and then follow it, mm-hmm. follow yeah. through on it and see how things can be different. But don't keep playing the same script Yeah, again yeah. and again in your mind and again and again in your choices or mm-hmm. you'll get the same result. So yeah. what, do, what, do, what advice would you have for people who are sort of either anxious daters or or just in their head are super romantic and that's just the way they've justified it and they're like, I want all of it in the beginning, like... What do you, how would you advise them to slow down? Well, one, read a book. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of good books about attachment. There's one called Attached Mm -hmm. by Dr. Amir Levine. Um, First, just understand yourself. Understand your dating patterns and acknowledge. This is a pattern. It's not working for me. Yeah. And I want to change it. And then do something to visualize that ideal mate. I talked about the living vision. Maybe it's a vision board. Maybe it's just like writing down a list. Whatever is going to help you to picture that person. And then figure out, well, where that... I play. I have my clients play a game. Like, let's play where is he hiding? Like, figure mm-hmm. out where that person would be. And then design your life. Like, make it your priority mm-hmm. in your life. If this is really your priority to change your dating plan, pa- pattern... Make it the priority. Carve out time the same way you would for another person or for your job or for your family. Carve out time and you're like, and, and say, this is this is my dating time. Mm-hmm. This is date night, even if you don't have the person yet. Right. And do the self-work and then put it in pr- into practice. And if you know you have a pattern, like I, 
like I caught myself when I was like, oh, he looks too nice. No, wait, I have a dating plan. I'm supposed to be dating nice guys. Let me reframe this mm-hmm. and show up 100% for this person in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. And and then let it develop over time. Don't be so quick to dismiss or judge. Like I do believe in screening before you get to the date. Mm-hmm. But once you're on the date, then just be present and be curious and yeah. see what happens for right. you. Yeah. Um, how is this? I'm like, if you don't believe anything we're saying, just trust science, <laughs> which science. says every action will have an equal and opposite reaction, mm-hmm. which is if you go at something full force, it's right. just going to drop full force. Like you go up at such high speed, you're going to drop at that high mm-hmm. speed. You're not... There is just no science that says you can, you know, that's just how life is. So whatever energy you're going to, that's why I feel like the people who have these like super high strung relationships in the beginning are the ones that have like the worst falls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I just talked in some article, I think it was for Elite Daily, about doing a dating detox. Mm -hmm. If you feel that you are addicted to dating apps, that Mm -hmm. was what the article was about. You might need just a dating detox, like take all the apps off your phone. Yeah. Give yourself like 30 days where you're just going to do you mm-hmm. and you're going to work on self-growth. You're going to maybe meditate mm-hmm. or do whatever it is that gets you yep. closer to yourself. Maybe you're going to go to the gym, work on your fitness. Maybe it's a fit girl <laughs> fall fit girl for fall. you. Fit girl fall. Do you for right. 30 days and then come back to it clear, but come yeah. back to it with a plan. Mm-hmm. Right. And know that date that you're going to come back to it. Yeah. Sometimes people will just get That's overwhelmed, push it all away, and then they're like, oh, I'll try it again. And then they'll come to me and say, the, about my last date was three years ago. And I'm like, three years? How can I go, I can go three years without a date? But if you haven't done it mindfully, if you just pushed it all away and you became overwhelmed and frustrated, then three years can happen mm-hmm. real quick. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you just have to just... It's just like like fitness, right? Right. You have the plan. Like sometimes you fall off and then you you just get back, get back yeah. on there. Yeah. And you're like, okay, last week I didn't make it to the gym. Right. This week I'm going to go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Exactly. And you make the plan for mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Same way with dating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Demona, thanks so much for being on the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me again. Um, you're still staying back. Uh, we have one more episode with you, but before we let you go, you remember six questions? Yeah. It used to be five questions when you first did it. You right? added a question. We added a I question. What I said. I don't and we're going to ask it <laughs> know, again because right? so much time has passed and things, things could have changed. Yeah. Okay, let's go. <laughs> All right. These are your six questions. It's like a time capsule. This yeah. yeah, it is. It's awesome. <laughs> um, what is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? You know what I mean. <laughs> well, considering I, I have come out as a sapiosexual <laughs> as <laughs> intelligence. <Yes. laughs> what is your one deal breaker? Um, someone who's not kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kindness is kindness is key. Yeah. And when you're on dates, you have to watch how people treat the other people around them. Totally. Yep. Um, what turns you on? What turns me on? Um Hmm, a good close shave. Ooh, I'm not a beard yeah. girl. Yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah. But uh, I like a I like a nice stubble look. <laughs> you like the stubble? Just I like the little... look. I don't like the feel. The feel yeah. doesn't feel great. But I know but if I, I come like home and my husband's face is like clean, right, and shaven, You're like, fresh, I'm like, yes, let's I go. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> um, tell us one of your strengths and weaknesses in relationships. My strength, it's kind of like actually what I do as a dating coach. I'm super supportive. Like I am so team, my man, like, and always when I was dating from the beginning, I'm, I'm like, you're, we're a team. Yeah. Um, weaknesses. I have no weaknesses, <laughs> Natasha. Um, I can kind of be a little bit controlling. Mm-hmm. Fair. You're a strong lady. I, I am I, a little competitive, <laughs> not great at playing games. <laughs> we know that now. Right. We just don't. Right. We just don't. Yeah. <laughs> That's smart. I love it. Um, what is love? Mm, love is that feeling of being seen and being heard 
and being supported and wanting to do that for another being as well. It's awesome. Besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? <laughs> um, I made dinner. Yes. <laughs> I hate cooking. This is so a good hot. one around food. We get a lot of yeah. food lot ones, of but food that's ones. a good one. Yeah. That's a good version of it. Yeah, yeah. I like Sexy. it. So, Demona, how can everybody find you, the Dates and Mates podcast? Dates and Mates is everywhere. You listen to your podcast where you're listening right now. You can find it. We're also at datesandmates.com. And I'm on all of the socials. I'll keep it simple, at Damona Hoffman. So if you follow me there, you can also submit a question for Dates and Mates. I love answering questions yeah. and seeing what's on everyone's mind. And, you know, a lot of the stuff we've talked about might not be exactly the right fit. Like, if you know you get, you know that you don't uh, do great in initial conversations, sure. and maybe the phone is not right for you. Mm-hmm. So I I like helping people figure out what is the dating plan that's going to make you be your best self and attract your best match. Totally. Love it. And you're amazing at it. So everybody should go to you. Um, Guys, thanks so much for listening to our episode. Make sure you follow us on social media. We're at Kind of Dating Across the Board. I am at Aisha Says Dance Across the Board. And I am at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha Chandel Official on Facebook. Thanks again. If you can please take a few seconds and review us on iTunes and download the rest of our shows, we'd be so grateful. Also send us your dating stories and thoughts via voice memo to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kind of Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Our producers are Jenna Ribbing and Adam Pineless. And our intern is Karina Uribe. The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti. And our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yenick and K. Daniel Ellis.